5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, we're jumping right back into the encounters with Jesus, and we're going to go over to Luke, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, and it's verse 18 that we're going to start with. And this, as lots of the titles go, is called The Rich Man. Now, that's his identity. Um, that's the reason why he doesn't isn't given a name, because his identity is his money, right? So once a religious leader asked Jesus this question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. Only God is truly good. But to answer your question, you must know the commandments. You, you know, do not commit adultery, don't commit murder, must not steal, can't testify falsely, honor your father and your mother. The man replied, I've obeyed all these commandments since I was young. But Jesus heard his answer. He said, there is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions, give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this said, Then who in the world can be saved? He replied, What is impossible for people is possible with God. Now it goes on a little bit, but we're going to cut that off there because I want you to uh, first understand the the interaction that that's occurring here. Now this man is he's called once a religious leader, but also then he's also a rich man, as you'll find out as well. Um, comes to Jesus now is. He like the other religious leaders that are coming to Jesus, trying to trick Jesus, trying to be able to get Jesus to say something, you know, that they can continue to use for, you know, more testimony against him, right? So he's coming to him with this question, what must I do, right? Jesus gives him the, like, known answer, right? Like, if are you following the commandments, right? And I mean, he goes through just even a few of them right? Um, Adultery, murder, stealing, false testimony, father and mother. Now, if you notice, all of those ones are on the second table of the law. Now, if you're like, what is the second table, right? So there's two tables of the law. You get the Ten Commandments is broken into the first, you know, ones are our relationship with God, and the second table is all relationship with others, with with family, with others, right, outside of that, right? So you get God, you get others. Now, when Jesus is telling him, ultimately, like, you know, uh, what do you have to do? Well, you got to follow these commands. Ultimately, you got to be a good person, right? And that's where, like, oh, well, I'm already a good person. I've obeyed all those things. I've done all of that. Now, Jesus could have argued with him. He could have been like, yep, here's the letter of the law. Here's the intent of the law. Did you follow the intent? Were you actually, you know, doing what you say you were doing? Or are you just like, yeah, yeah I definitely didn't take anybody's life. Uh, you know, didn't testify falsely. Yeah, you know, mom and dad, good. Right, right there. And But Jesus doesn't argue. 
but he already knows, right? So Jesus is God, um, which you can say right there in verse 19, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good, right? So he's kind of playing with him there, and he already knows what his sticking issue is. Because he says, there's still one thing you have not done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And then you're going to have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Right? So he knows, ultimately, what's the one thing that you can't ask this man to do. He's like, you know, I, I got lots of stuff. I mean, I mean, I haven't killed anybody, haven't committed, a, like, but if you're, you're telling me to be able to give up the thing that gives me my identity. And Jesus is like, yep, that's what I'm asking you. And this is why it's so fascinating to me, because, you know, some people always just, you know, think about just the money here in this passage. It's not about the money. It's about the thing that, you know, you grab hold as your identity that's apart from Jesus. The, the things that you're like, no, like, this is what I am. I'm a rich man money is my identity. Well, then that thing is going to kill you. If you see this as your identity, and you're trying to be able to hold on to that so tightly, and then when Jesus is like, come and follow me, he's like, no, you've, you've got to be able to put down that identity. You have to be able to say, nope, not going to do that one. I'm going to move forward with another one, and I'm going to move forward in the identity of Jesus. But you see, this man can't do it. He can't break from his identity, right? Because it's 23, but when the man heard this, he became very sad, for he was very rich. When Jesus saw this, he said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God, right? So this is where people then still attach it to the money, because Jesus goes on this little you know, piece right here about talking about how, how hard it is for the rich to enter. But really, when you're thinking about it, you can fill in the blank with whatever that identity that you are filling in the blank, that you are unwilling to be able to give up because that's how people know you. So are you the super mom? Are you the, you know, super busy, like, CEO? Are you the, you know, whatever, fill in your blank. Are you the pastor? So important, right? And those identities, if you are trying to be able to take that on, you are a abandoning Jesus and his identity. And this is always what I go back to in the Gospel of John. You know, the, the, the disciple there is never identifies himself as John. In the Gospel of John, he always says the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, you look at it, and some people are like, oh, that's kind of arrogant. You know, like, why would he say these things? And I, I always try to explain to people that what he was trying to do was the, the opposite of what the rich man was trying to do. He was always saying, I need to see my identity as whoever it is in my relationship with Jesus. Jesus loves me. And you see, that's the identity then that he attaches in the Gospel of John. John never calls himself by anything other than that. And he says, I am the disciple whom Jesus loved. Now, it doesn't mean that Jesus didn't love other disciples. It didn't mean that he loved John the most, right? Some people turn this into all kinds of stupid stuff. But here's the thing. He said, I am in my relationship. I'm the one. And Jesus loves me. And that's an important aspect. And so what's your identity? What are you holding on to? What are you refusing to let go to be able to follow Jesus? 
So I want you to think about that today, and we will uh, be back um, again tomorrow. Maybe we'll um, continue with this one because there is a little bit of afterwards, like the impossibility possibilities um, with Jesus. And so I want you to sit with that, though, to figure out, you know, if you're trying to hold on to identities apart from Jesus and to be able to figure out what it means to lay those down and to follow the good God. All right, everybody, take care.